This episode is brought to you by Houston Lucky of Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking for that dream home or that dream piece of property here in the beautiful state of Alabama, email him at HoustonLucky at KW.com for the rest of his contact info. And also, what's family if they don't believe in you? So thanks to Cantley Pittman, my brother, for sponsoring us. And last but not least, thank you to the Frosty Mug, a local staple, a local legend. Some of the best burgers, fries, and onion rings, and milkshakes around. Go check them out. Enjoy a view of the Warrior River. Enjoy their food. And most of all, keep supporting local businesses. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We hope you all enjoy. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. Last interview, we had a silky smooth voice of a man and Ruben stuttered. Today, we have another silky smooth voice, but he falls under another genre. He's got a lot going on. His name's Justin Ware. Justin, thanks for coming on, bud. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, bud. Thanks for coming on. We've been talking about this for a while. A while. Since the beginning. Yeah, like ever since I started, I was like, dude, I promise you're coming on this season. And it's like... ADHD just gets the best of me. That's like every time we've seen each other, it's like, hey, man, I'm going to get you on. I'm going to get you on. I'm going to get you on. It's like, hey, just let me know. <laughs> and in all fairness, too, usually when I've seen you, we're at Twisted Bar. Oh, yeah. We're a few deep already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll yeah. happen. Or it's so loud, it's like we can't really have a conversation because the music's going. Ah, uh, don't you miss that. Uh, yeah. I say it like every episode. I know. <laughs> it, it gets old. I, it gets old saying it, but. I sent Shane a video. It still rings uh, true. Yeah. I, I sent Shane a video of uh, a concert at Zotico a while back. Mm. And I was like, I still miss it, man. I just, I just miss it. I'm all for the socially distance. Like, I just want to see live music again. I don't care yeah. if I have to sit in a bubble with four or eight of my friends. There's plenty of places to do it outside. No, yeah. That's a fact. I mean, spring's right around the corner. It's not going to be too hot. Yeah. <laughs> People can, you know, just set up a place. Yeah, exactly. We got that time change coming like three oh, weeks yeah. from today or five weeks from today it was five forty-five today and still kind of daylight I'm like, yes. oh yeah you can feel it creeping <laughs> yeah. back in when i wake up and like get out and get ready for work and stuff i'm like oh man it's getting so close i'm, here, I'm hearing the birds come back again this is yeah. normally my drive into work it's been like pitch black for the last two months it's headed down uh corridor x sun was already up <laughs> clouds just glistening i was like oh it's yeah. going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Just makes you realize you're going to have to get up earlier to go fishing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only downside of it. But at least you don't have to wait on that water to warm up. Oh, that's right. That's true. No, you don't have to slow roll all the time. Mm-hmm. Man, my dad, he has been fishing like crazy, and he asked me all the time. Him and my brother both. My brother, big tournament fisher. Hey, man, go fishing with me. Hey, man, go fishing. It's just cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all fishing so slow. I, fishing deep water just spooning just mm-hmm. dropping little jigs i'm like that's just too i gotta i gotta get that top water i want to <laughs> i want to be barefoot the only the only good bait for winter time that i love to use is a jerk bait because you just walk whopping that Man, thing. me and my brother whacked them a couple years ago in october just in those spots at smith like love oh, we was bait. catching spots on the river man they just, <laughs> we wore them out that day but uh I know we already got off the rails a little yeah, bit. Just a little That's bit. cool. We're going to get there. Uh, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Uh, and we'll get into I'm Justin Ware. I'm local Walker County guy. I have been born and bred my whole life. I've been here for, I'm going to be 30-30 this year, Ooh. man. So 
30 Same. years in the WC, man. I'm the, I'm the old man of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's, I, that's just your position. I look older than y'all. <laughs> first time I ever saw you, I was like, well, I shaved my beard the other day. I forgot I'm kind of baby-faced right yeah. now. So. First time yeah. I saw you, I was like, he's definitely older than me. No, I get that a lot. Yeah. The older women love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, like, what do you what do you do up here? I uh, I work with another gentleman, and we run a mobile paint restoration service. Like we do uh, bumpers, scratches, touch ups, headlight restoration, windshield chips, just a little bit of everything. And jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, master of none. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like Shane said today, I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm great at none. Oh man. <laughs> uh in a nutshell, I'm a painting body guy. Yeah. I've been for since I was in school. Did that is that what you did like right after high school? Yeah, man. I was well, it's kinda weird how it all happened. As a kid, I was all the time painting my bicycles, my go karts, my four wheelers, whatever. You know, I was wanting to be the cool guy, something yeah. different, and it just kinda <laughs> My dad and them asked me one day, I was still in high school, I was like, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. And a buddy of mine, you know, there's all kinds of body shops in yeah. Jasper. And a couple of my buddies work for them, you know, and clean up stuff. And I always had an interest in, you know, Hot Rod Garage and OCC. And I was all about yeah. motorcycles and hot rods. I was like, man, I, I could do that. I don't know. I don't know about y'all when he said like spray paint and everything. I like I literally remember every time I went to Walmart, I got a different color spray Ooh, paint and spray painted my bike that color. I had an old four wheeler one time. I went and got the the chrome spray paint. Yeah, and just went all out. Well, see, one time <laughs> wasn't me. Like I was. This was when like chromed out things were like becoming a thing. Oh yeah. I was like, man, I'm gonna chrome out my bike. So I got up there and I started spray painting it. And I looked and I noticed it wasn't glistening like mm-hmm. chrome should. I just got like a flat aluminum color. <laughs> I was like, like well, ten man rolling down the road. <laughs> for like sure, look like the, the cyber truck. I mean, I might as well just wrapped in duct. <laughs> duct you know, I might as well wrapped in duct tape. Like it was hideous. That probably would have been better. I seen a car in Atlanta uh, not too long ago that had a duct tape wrap on it. Nice, love they, that. They wrapped a '95 Mercury Cougar with duct tape <laughs> <laughs> on brand. I mean, there's the no definition of on they, brand. They probably could have spent less money and got a paint job or a wrap instead yeah. of spending hundreds of dollars on <laughs> duct tape. Jesus. Southern ingenuity, like yeah. <clears throat> all these beaters and stuff you see, like they got some kind of tape or something on them. Especially around here, man. I swear to God, all. it's not even a bumper; it's just black duct tape. Yeah, yeah. Like I swear to God, I saw somebody with Christmas wrapping paper over a bumper because it was red. <laughs> I just couldn't tell if I saw the big man on there. Or not. You ever seen the ones with like uh, backyard gate door hinges? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The door, like with a latch, like a doorknob for a house. Yeah. I've seen some small trucks with it. It'll have like oh, yeah. a little gate on the, uh, for a tailgate. <laughs> I what love I'll, it. I'm what always fan. gets me is the window units in the back of like the big ass vans that they used to make. That's just smart. That's just oh, smart. Yeah. yeah. AC okay. goes out and hell with replacing well, I mean, that. Usually the window unit like, in it. I mean, those old conversion vans, if you had those, you, you automatically had like five or more kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,. My my Keep grandparents, there. my grandparents had a big ass van. My granddad still has this van. They got it in like 1998. It's the first time they ever took us to a Gatlinburg in it. It had a TV. It has a TV in it. I thought that was the coolest damn thing I'd ever seen in my life. That's how our like, I'm just day. chilling back there on the way to uh, Tennessee, just watching Rugrats on VHS, the orange color VHS that it came out on. That's how the seventh and eighth grade basketball teams when I was at Sipsy traveled to away games. We. 
So I don't know who it was, but somebody had that exact same van, had the red leather, or not red leather, but the red cloth interior, little TV on like the left side. We were back there just big chilling. Oh, my great granddad had one from like the seventies. You know, it had like all the four windows inside. You got yes. it had like a like a table, mm-hmm. yeah, hole that went in the floor. <laughs> all the big fuzzy captain's chairs with like the shag carpet, shag carpet. It's like just like the ugliest shade of like bronze brown you've ever seen in your life. Man, I love like the way people in the south just they fix a, a screw up. Oh, it's, oh yeah, it's southern ingenuity. Man. Yeah, that's you what we're gonna see at. It anywhere else. Duct tape fixes your cars. Wrapping paper apparently fixes your cars. WD-40 and a crescent wrench, man. That's all you need. Have you ever had to patch up something somebody put something absolutely stupid on? That's every day, man. <laughs> all right. I am. I, I need to know, like, what's the top? Man, you, when you're in and out of body shops, oh, you don't want to know the top, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, the stuff that you see that just, that people have fixed before, or tried to fix before, it's ridiculous. I mean, I have seen it all. Like, <sighs> Just the um, the amount of housing screws that you can pull out of a car, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> What's the most common thing? Like, how is that housing screws or duct tape? I'm thinking I want to shingle my roof now on my car. <laughs> <laughs> that would protect it from hail damage. People, people laugh now that you might be on to something. Are those solar uh, panels? Man, yeah. let's nope. see here. The the more the most common thing ever would probably be just the amount of like household glues you can buy off the shelf. Like if they've got a mold and coming off, they just think, Oh, I can put some glue behind mm-hmm. it and it'll hold. No, it never holds. <laughs> now you've got just this gooping mess that I've got to scrape off. <laughs> so I can even sand it to paint it. Nine times out of ten, it's like, Can you just get that off without painting it? Uh, Probably not. Like this, you use entirely too much glue. <laughs> what is this, Elmer's? <laughs> they, do they get fancy with like the colored school glue, like the blue and the pinks? Man, I've seen uh, I've seen people touch up their cars with like glitter nail polish. Yeah, and just looks cool. Sometimes I've seen some stuff that's just like, man, I, I would, I'd try and sell it like that. <laughs> Kind of looks like off. a kind of looks like a custom paint job across the hood, you know. Got some sparkles in it. Little do you know what happened was they knocked the fingernail polish over and just said, "Out of hell with it! I'm not cleaning mm-hmm. that up." And hit about 75 miles an hour down the highway. Man, I've seen people pat. I've seen. Well, I ain't seen people do it. I've seen. I've had to fix it, but people patch rust with like they'll wad newspapers and paper towels in a rust hole. <laughs> And then fill that up with like roofing tar okay. and then come over with like some duct tape and then bondo over that. And you're like, oh, what the that's heck? structural integrity right yeah, there. They're, they're just adding layers, man. It's like you <laughs> close the door and just boom. <laughs> that's like these clips. I usually see people like busting up ramen noodles and filling in a hole and like doing a spackle and all this stuff. I have not ran into that one yet, but I've watched those videos yeah, and it intrigues me. Keep your eye out. It intrigues me. Super glue and ramen. I'm like, you can do so much stuff. Justin's over there like, <laughs> I might be able to lower the cost and make more margins. <laughs> Higher margins is what we're all about. Man, that profit margin. That's, that's, that's the thing with any any business. You man. pay a buck for a pack of ramen noodles. Yeah, I mean, it beats, seal it up. beats Bondo. Bondo's high. <laughs> yeah. Or Bondo filler. I broke nope, up. Bondo's the, the dirty term. Nobody likes that word no more. <laughs> I, used a, or I, I used to drive a low sitting car, and I busted up the bumper one time, and I used that to put it on. That stuff was expensive, especially oh, yeah. when I was working like a minimum wage job. Didn't yeah. have much money. I was like, "I'm." It's ridiculous what it costs to paint a car <clears throat> nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
people come up to me all the time, and I hate to be that guy, but they're like, man, what's it cost to make my car nowadays? I'm like, brother, if you got to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the give or take these days? Man, I've seen... I don't need to paint my truck. Uh, <laughs> like, if you brought a four-door car, just like, just a dude brings in his Honda Civic, it ain't got no body work, it's clean, it's straight, just tape it, sand it, paint it. You're still looking at two to three grand just in liquids, not counting labor. labor. To, I mean, mm. five grand at the cheapest anywhere you go God. to get a quality job. I mean, yeah, somebody could quote you two grand and it might last. I got a few rattle cans at the house. We might be yeah, able to work something out. Twelve dollars, man. It's like I <laughs> yeah. painted my. I got. I got a pretty nice John boat, you know, and it was olive drab green when I got it. I went to. Uh, Hobby Lobby and got like some say, fake sage grass. Uh-huh. And I bought like three different cans of grays and blacks and just done my own homemade <laughs> camo job. And I've had people at gas stations be like, man, that's a cool paint job on your boat. And I'm like, dude, I did that for like 12 bucks. <laughs> it took me like three hours. But that's your expertise. Like, you yeah. know how to work those corners. Yeah, and so. people's like, people's like, man, that's, it looks pretty good. <laughs> well, but uh, I have, I have ashamedly, I'm going to admit, I have rattle canned a dude's little race car one time. He was like, dude, I got like, Hundred cans of black. Let's just tape up the windows and let her eat. Let her eat. It's gonna get rubbed and raw anyway. And I was in there just enamel. I'm like, we're not ever gonna get it to look right. It's yeah. not gonna be one color. It's gonna be like shiny and then dry. <laughs> Working with a one inch spray. There's gonna be runs <laughs> everywhere. It's gonna take like three days to paint this car. We did it in like four hours and it turned out pretty good really? for a race car. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't drive. I wouldn't have it on my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> The I'll customer the was happy, and that's what matters. Yeah, he was happy, but I mean, you know, even if I'm racing, I'm, I'm gonna be nah. Man, my, my stuff's gonna be bling, and when yeah. I get out there, I might be the slowest one out there, but I'm gonna look the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you got to go slow so everybody can see you. That's it, man. I'm just out here to show off. So you have your own shop, or do you like go to people's houses and do this stuff? Uh, we don't do people's houses. Uh, we have, be- I have before, um, just because. We most of our businesses car lots. Uh, yeah. They're trade ins. You know, just got a scratch, little ding here, little you know headlights are kind of foggy. Got some windshield chips, and we just make them where they're nice for people to buy them. So yeah. you know, fancying them up out. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The general census says a person walks around a car one time before they buy it. Yeah. And if you don't see that scratch just because it was touched up that one time, that's like you have the car three weeks, you're washing it when it's like, oh, man, there's a scratch right here. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. I, yeah. hate, to, I hate to tell everybody that. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> like my truck. I noticed a few scratches on it when I bought it. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to scratch it up anyway. Yeah. Fishing mm-hmm. poles, golf clubs, and everything else. I got, I'm gonna scratch I got it. scratches all over my ride, but I touch them up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... What's a good touch-up? Like, what's a good way to quick touch-up if you don't want to spend a shit ton of money at home or, you know, to have somebody else do it? Uh, You can go on, like, there's a couple of websites that we use. I mean, we got, you know, we have a shop that we use for more or less just personal projects. Yeah. Um, Working on our own vehicles because at the end of the day, after we get done working on everybody else's, the last thing we want to do is work on ours. So they're nine times out of ten on jack stands or... You know, for a long period of time. That's why <laughs> Getting we that neglect. For yeah. storage. Um, but, you know, we, we have a mixing station with all the toner. So, I mean, I can mix any color imaginable. But if you can't mix that color, like, you're obviously not going to be able to do that. There's stores you can go to. Like, um, 
auto supply stores. You can get sometimes at O'Reilly's like little perfect match kits. Yeah. Get your color code off your car. You can order it online. They give, they send you a little paint pen. It's your color code on your car, and you can just sit there and do it yourself. I mean, if you if you've drawn a smiley face on a piece of paper, you can touch <laughs> up your own car. Does, does it require like any sand, those pens that you talk about? Is that like they come with stuff? like a they come with like a little ceramic tip, you know, because a, a scratch is super fine, and if it's got rust in there, basically that does is just kind of knock off the rust on the inside. Yeah. If it's, Hopefully you haven't let it get rust. And nowadays most of the cars are aluminum, so mm-hmm. they're not going to rust. Yeah, yeah. I had a, or plastic. <laughs> I got a huge ass tree in front of my house, and where I park, never fails. If the wind's blowing five miles an hour, there's a little, tw- at least a twig hitting my mm-hmm. truck. It's like my hood. My hood got hammered last week when the wind was blowing real hard. Mm-hmm. I walked out into the kitchen where I could see my truck, and I just looked at it. And I was like, "Oh man." That's a big ass stick. <laughs> There's a lot of twigs on that one. So when and when I picked it up, I heard, and I was like, "Damn it, man!" I live in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by all types of trees. And anytime the wind blows real hard, I'm just like, "Is today gonna be the day?" Yep. <laughs> I have that one tree to worry about, and it's coming down within the next year. I had hopefully one, before it's too late. I had one that I was really afraid was gonna fall on my house at one point in time. I was like, yeah. "Man, I really need to get that cut down." It's kind of like two pine trees, but they was dead. Really bad storm come, and I'm just sitting there in my house just waiting on a pine tree to fall through. Next morning, I wake up, and like, 10 foot of the tops fell out. I'm like, cool. All right. A couple weeks later, another storm came by, and it knocked like another 10 or 15 foot out of the top. <laughs> so now if it falls fully, it's going to miss my house completely, so I'm not even worried about it. Yep, just Mother Nature took care of it. The, good to the go. Termites, they hit it in the right spots, <laughs> so we're good. You ain't even going to pay for stunt removal at no, this point. Oh man. They, they do their job out there, man. I'm telling you. So, uh, what's something, do you have any goals for this year as far as your business goes? Uh, as far as a business goes, man, business has been pretty good for the past couple of years, and it's something I enjoy doing. Yeah. I've done it. I've done paint and body work for going on 12 years now. Full time for ten. Um, y'all just do the dealerships around here. Or y'all branch out do. Birmingham yeah, and all do. that. We don't go to Bur- Well, we go to Hueytown every once in a while. Okay. Um, got a car lot down there that we do. We do pretty much everybody in Jasper, and we do the Chevy dealerships in Coleman. Uh, do the Chevy dealership in Hamilton, Fox every once in a while. Um, a lot of the local guys, you know, they'll send us stuff, and we mm-hmm. just drive by. It's just makes it a lot easier when we're. Like, hey, man, y'all in town today? Yeah, well, I got bumper needs fixed on a corner. Yeah. Yeah, we'll swing by. As long as you got a power hookup, we pull a trailer and it's got everything. It's like a rolling body shop. Yeah. So is there anything you're shooting for? Uh, Business-wise, man, just to, just to be better than we was last year, I guess. But I, my personal life might get in the way of that. I want to travel more this yeah. year. That's just kind of my goal list for this year is Take a little bit more time for myself. Traveling is literally therapy. Oh yeah, I've done I've done more of it in the past couple of years than I ever have. I went I literally worked for ten years before I ever took a vacation for myself. That's dedication, bro. Man, I was I'm, I was a model employee for years, man. I, I was I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna toot my own horn for a minute. <laughs> if I ever work for you, I'm gonna show up on time. I'm gonna get the job done, and I'm chances are I'm not gonna grip about it too much, but. Everybody grabs a little bit. You have to. That's like we yeah. we talk about that Walker County work ethic. That it's Walker like you're County it, work ethic. You're man, seeing it more in our generation. I t- we talk about it all the time between yeah our generation. If you're between the ages of 
right now, let's say 26 is pushing it in this day and age. 26 <laughs> to, let's say 40, man. 36, mm-hmm. 26 to 40 right now This in Walker County. You was raised older than that. I mean, our parents, my parents, <laughs> you don't even talk about them, but you was raised to work. Yeah. Uh-huh. There was no laying around. There was no... Yeah, you got to do fun stuff if you got your work done. Exactly. Yeah. And half the time, that's why we your work fun hard. stuff revolved around working. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was at least cutting grass by the time I was like eight or nine. Man, we When I could up. reach the pedals. But, you know, they made me push, though, too. I mean, we grew up in the middle of nowhere, and it was me and my brother would just get to, I mean, we'd have to fight literally over who, who got to ride the lawnmower and who yeah. got to weed eat and push mow. Yep. Because it wasn't just a, wasn't just a couple hour deals. When yard work came, you was out there for a couple of days. Yeah, you know, Dad always had something going on. Like, <laughs> all right, y'all going to do this today. My parents had to get on to us at one point because we discovered the uh, the clippers. We discovered clippers and a hacksaw. <laughs> we were cutting down any damn thing in our way, trees and stuff. Oh, yeah. And where yeah, we live, yeah, machete man, I'm gonna go to town. We went to Empire, like that's where I grew up, and there was like a reclaimed yeah. land behind us. But before you got to it, we had like this holler. And we would go down into it. We started hacksawing this one tree one day. Wasn't paying attention to how big it was. We pushed it and let it fall. That son of a bitch was about 25, 30 foot tall. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad that fell down the hall and not back yeah, towards man. the house. We'd been in some real trouble. Which, you know, that's like we grew up in the sticks. So there was always something to do. So you grew up in the middle of nowhere like we did. You're either trying to cut down a tree Dig a hole, blow something up, blow something up, shoot something, flip a rock in the creek, trying to catch a crawfish or something. Yep. You know, you're just roaming. Mm-hmm. You know, kids, people nowadays, man, they're kids, they know where they're at at all times. Yeah. Man, our parents never knew where we was. No. no. There was one time, I was like nine maybe. I don't even know if I was that old. I think I was like chasing a squirrel or something through the yard, just out of boredom. I got so deep into the woods in Sipsy. <laughs> I knew for sure, like, there was no coming out of it. And I distinctly remember there was an airplane flying overhead, and I just started following this airplane. Now, that could have easily led me into the strip pits and off of the side of a gaping hole. But for whatever reason, I ended up about four miles away from the house when I came out of the woods. Recognized where I was, luckily, but by the time I got back to the house, that was one of the worst ass whoopings I ever took as a kid. (laughs) Oh, man. We got lost when I lived in uh, Argo. We got lost in the woods one time, and when we came up, we saw, like, a guardrail. I was like, we're close to the freaking highway. We came out, like, maybe 400 yards away from Scott's. When, <laughs> when 22 come through and it was still dirt, we went um, went coon hunting one night and parked the truck there. Ended up getting lost and ended up pretty close to Parrish. Took, like, nine hours. Goodness. Ended up getting picked up by a Walker County guy. <laughs> He was like, y'all are muddy, <laughs> smell like crap, <laughs> like y'all ain't getting in my car. Yeah. It's like, one of y'all can, I'll take you back to your truck, wherever it's at, and then, you know, it's on Dirt 22. He's like, what are y'all doing out here? <laughs> Dogs were lost. They ended up finding their way back, man. It was it was a night. Like, did y'all's parents used to lock y'all outside during the All summer? Right, so, my mom, at one, like, my dad always, he worked for a power company, so he always was... In and out, working long shifts, alternating days and nights. You just never knew what his schedule was. And in the summertime when we was younger, this was before, you know, me and my brother was driving. 
going to two a days and whatnot in the summertime. They didn't, you know, high school, we was, they didn't care. As long as we mm-hmm. showed up to practice, after practice, we was hooking the boat. We'd drag boats to morning workouts, yeah. go fishing afterwards, go back, to, go back to the river. But, um, my mom worked at children's day shift and she'd leave the house at five thirty. Five o'clock in the morning, my dad would be getting home from work. Dang. So, he'd come home, chances are he'd cook a little breakfast, whatever, and we'd hang out because we're up. Five o'clock, <laughs> 5.30, we're up, me and my brother and my sister. Well, my sister's getting to sleep most of the time. <laughs> um, so, we're just hanging out with him, and then it gets to that point where, all right, boys, I gotta go to bed. Sometimes he would lock us out. <laughs> <laughs> we got to where, you know, we could creep around. And he'd let us stay in the house every once in a while. Man, we'd just raise so much. Just just go crazy. Me and my brother would be wrestling, whatever. Yeah. So they'd get to the point where we just kind of... Listen, I don't think I ever had to get locked out of the house. Like, but she I'll, probably would have had to lock me in. Because, you know, the eyes open. All right, I'm going to put some clothes on. And I'm out the door on a bicycle headed somewhere. Yeah, you know how sisters are. They're quiet. And they stay in their room most of the time. They're already talking on the phone. It was back when you had landlines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so she'd let us in if we got too hungry or whatever. You know, it was, <laughs> there's a big farm bell outside my parents' porch. And uh, we'd be out in the woods, man. You could hear that thing forever. If you heard that bell, it's time to home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, time I, to come home. If I heard my dad whistle, I could hear that whistle for a mile away. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Cantley, uh, we got to go. Mm. It was bad when we got four wheelers, man. We was always, you know, twenty two come through. It yeah. was just heaven. It was just <laughs> flat dirt for miles and miles and miles. We'd ride for us, they'd run out of gas, hit reserve, and ride home. <laughs> Those are the good old days, man. Like I wish uh like you know, I'm trying to raise Jackson like that. Just play outside as much as possible. It's hard in this day and age. But you know where man. we live, you know, there's not many woods around, so you can't go get lost in the woods and learn those tough lessons, but <clears throat> He'll, he'll learn, you know, he, he enjoys being outside. Like, now he goes outside without us even telling him. Yeah. He's outside. That's good. Yeah. That's that's legitimately how I was. Like, wake up, scarf down a bowl of cereal, out, out the, door. the door. See you when the street lights come on. <laughs> <clears throat> Before we jump to the next topic, we'll throw out an unpopular opinion about sh- how Shane pours his cereal. Okay. Go ahead. I'm ready. I'm I'm always down for a cereal debate. This is a hill First, I will die on. Okay. I have I have no dog in this fight because I hate cereal. Like it, anything soggy, I can't I can't do. As we so said you before, I'm a big you, texture guy. It's all you would love my method. Pour, it's all about how you pour the milk, man. All right, Shane, tell them how you pour your milk, bud. I go milk first, then cereal. That makes sense. Thank you. I mean, Thank I you. know some people that do that, but I myself, I like to pour my bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. and then I like to kind of scoop half of it to the side, and okay. then do like a little pocket so I can like shovel it over in and kind of crisp like a dam. Yeah. So I can kind of like shovel the dry in there and eat it like See, so we're all, you're, we're doing the same thing, just two, just different, different, ways. two different ways. Yeah. <laughs> There's more than one way to skin a cat. That's a fact. So I hate soggy cereal. There's nothing on the planet worse than soggy cereal. So I'll pull or pour a bowl of milk, depending on how hungry I am, and I'll take the box with me. Oh. Dump, 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 dump. All right. I'm going to eat that real quick. Look at there. Plenty of milk left. Because if you go cereal, then milk never fails. You're going to eat that first bowl and be like, ah, now I need more milk. <laughs> See, and people might think I'm crazy, but I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know if y'all don't know me. I'm a bona fide fat boy. <laughs> 
So I can Post talk about I, I can <laughs> I can talk about the cereal this way, but um, it all depends on what cereal you're eating too. Because like Frosted Flakes, they're gonna get soggy first. Oh yeah. So you just pour a bowl of milk and take the box with you into the living room on the coffee table, and you just pour a little bit, mm-hmm. and eat a little bit. See, you get See I don't cereal. even like dry cereal. Though. It just it's, it grosses Nobody me. Nobody likes dry cereal. Well, I was, I, hold on, we can unless it's Reese Puffs. We could throw another one. Unless it's Reese Puffs. Uh, seen it online several times of like top three best cereals you could eat like a bag of chips where you just go hand in a box and you could just sit there and crunch on them. Cookie Crisp. Okay, that's a good one. Reese Puffs. Third one's got him stumped. Uh-huh. Uh, Frosted Wheat Thins. Oh, dang. Okay. I'm getting those fiber Fancy. levels up. Fancy. <laughs> Telling you. He's trying hey, to stay man, regular. Everyone, was, everyone, <laughs> hey man, ain't nothing wrong with frost meal. At least I like them. Honey bunches of oats. I like yeah. healthy cereals too, but they still ain't healthy. The only dry cereal or cereal period that I ever could like stomach if I had to was a uh, French Toast Crunch, not Cinnamon Toast Crunch. French, French Toast, toast crunch. crunch. Good. That's a good one. That was it. Anything crunch. else I couldn't do, man. It was just bleep. my guilty pleasure cereal. It's Honey Nut Cheerios. That's pretty good. Oh, dude, I will. Div- I could eat half a box in one setting. No I would doubt. probably say mine's corn pops. I haven't seen a corn pops box in fifteen years. Piggly Wiggly. I need to. Need to. <laughs> you got one close to you. Yep. It's not too sweet. It's just enough. It's how I've gotten in my older age. I don't. I like sweets. I don't have a sweet tooth like I used to. Mm-hmm. It's changing. Still love chocolate though. Yeah. But other things like well. It's weird. I try to stay away from the, the sweet chocolatey uh, cocoa pebbles. Might be the best cereal milk. Cocoa pebbles is probably the most addictive. Like you could sit there and eat a whole box and yep. just throw up. See, I was a pop- cocoa pebbles for days. I was a pop tart kid. Pop tarts are good. Pop tarts are good. My grand pop tart. Huh? Yep. What's your favorite pop tart? Oh, bro, frosted strawberry. Classic. Yeah. Classic. That's that is that is the iconic. You know, when they came out with the Wildberry, like, I was just intrigued by, the, like, mm. the, the frosting pattern, but I didn't like the taste, so I was like, no, nah, no, not those mm. anymore. Makes Frosted sense. Blueberry is number two. Oh, cool. I like the OGs. I go brown sugar and cinnamon number two. Nope. That's my number two. Can't do it. That's my number two right there. Kindred Souls over here. I'm telling you, that I don't like cinnamon. sugar pretty good. <laughs> then, like, my granddad, and uh, we'd stay with him a lot. He ate Nutri-Grain bars. Mm. So then I was like, man, that's actually pretty good, pretty fulfilling. So I'd eat a Nutri-Grain bar for breakfast. Nutri-grain bar and a banana. Nothing. That was always my pre-golf tournament meal. Like no. I, you don't want a Jack's Biscuit sitting on that belly while you're walking 18 That's holes fair. in the summer. That's yeah, fair. I'm not going to be walking 18. I'm going to be on that cart. <laughs> <but. laughs> they I don't give you a choice in I'm, junior golf tournaments. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> or high school. They, they, walk they, in high school. they wouldn't let me play on the golf team. <laughs> Why? I don't know, man. I, I thought I was pretty good. Where'd you go to high school? Cordova. I was, oh yeah! By the way, um, to some prior guests on here saying they don't like they don't like Cordova. It's okay. <laughs> Are you talking about us? Because we're yeah. door boys. <laughs> I know. I come on here. He, you didn't know I went to Cordova, did you? I felt like I knew it. I knew it. All right, so that's why I'm glad I'm here because we're gonna set the record straight. 
<laughs> I did, Air I it did, out. I did give Cordova some love because I got Jeff and Vaughn's and Mojo. We got Mojo's. <laughs> we're definitely doing, we're doing a vlog in Mojo's. No, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's the thing about it, man. Doran Cordova, that's been that rivalry since the beginning of time. Oh, before, oh, yeah. When I was a summoning Christian kid, I knew Doran Cordova. Oh, hated yeah. Each other. I mean, Doran Cordova, it's like that. It don't matter if both teams are 0 for 8. When they go to play each other, it could be a all-out brawl. Mm-hmm. Which is normally the first game of the season, too. Pissed or me off when they moved it. Yeah. Swaps homecomings. It's like, we're either their homecoming or they're our homecoming. It was, it was good times. I'll tell you what, there's nothing worse than sitting in that damn heat in that hole on a August, Thursday, or Saturday try, night. Yeah. Try doing... I mean, y'all had to practice in it every yeah, day, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm not try, jealous. Well, that's kind of how, well, how Dora's practice field was. It sat down in that hole back behind the stadium, so... So, were you on the team that won state? Yes. That kid. Uh, I'll, give one, you, I'll give you that one. I was one at that game. state, uh, lost the second one. I was going to say, how's Piedmont? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I didn't play in the third one. Uh, you know, we, my senior class, they uh, they played in the third one. I didn't play my senior year yeah. due to injuries oh. and other, other things, which was turned out to be great on my part. Really enjoyed myself after that. <laughs> I remember when I was at the first state title game, because that was a year after I graduated. Uh, like I have terrible, like terribly dry sinuses. Like I suppress a sneeze, mm-hmm. nose is gonna bleed, buddy. I suppress. Like I, I can't remember what I did. My nose poured for the entire second quarter. <laughs> like I was just sitting in the bathroom, like this won't stop, and kind of got lightheaded there for a second. I went back mm-hmm. down. The people I was with, are, you good? You kind of white, and I was like, bro, I just had the longest damn nose bleed ever. <laughs> <laughs> Bled out. But uh, football game, super six. I mean, yeah that that was always a rivalry. It still time. is. It still tell, is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's no doubt. i tell you what really kind of swayed my heart away from just pure hatred for Cordova was the Iron Bowl, the kick six, when Ryan Smith was actually the one that dropped back deep before Auburn called the timeout. Man, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, <laughs> as a diehard Alabama fan, that <laughs> – That had to tear you up. That was one of the most bittersweet moments. That, that had to tear you up. That if, any any Alabama fan from Cordova could ever witness. It's like seeing a boy you played football with your whole life finally go to college and you know if he doesn't drop back there, Auburn probably just, just sends the house to try yeah, to block it I and mean, then we was, go to overtime. He was good, man. He was he was on point. You played with the Tim same Simon time, too. Yeah. Tim uh was responsible for partially breaking my ankle. Okay. <laughs> we was a, yeah, we was in practice one time and uh, you know, I was you know, they always beat up on us, B-team, you know. They was great <laughs> above us. and I don't know, somebody was wrapped up around my legs, and he hit me square on and just kind of <sighs> twisted and snapped. And oh, dang, It was dude. a good time. Um, but, man, yeah, that was some big old boys, some good boys. Oh, yeah. Me. But, you know, it's it's funny. You go back and you kind of watch highlight clips from all that. It's like, man, you, we, don't, we don't look as good as we no. thought we would. <laughs> Let us go Heads to were out here, but the tapes are showing you right here. Uh, no, it's like everybody, everybody thought it's like, man, we're all D one quality. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest joke of my life. <laughs> See that? That's what uh, kind of sucked about Dora was we were always in like a higher uh, classification. Yeah. So we'd always play some of these teams that had some. But we would take in freshman classes of like six hundred people, and then by the time they were sophomores, eighty percent had dropped out. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's all fun and games until you went to these football camps and did seven on sevens. Yeah, I, I mean, loved it. I lo- did the seven on seven. Dude, Hoover oh and all God. them. It's like they 
you know, seven on seven. If it was foot, if high school football seven on seven class wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Class wouldn't matter. Yep. So yeah. I've watched one A boys beat up on the, some six A's, man. Yep. I'm just take their <laughs> lunch money. <laughs> well, we went up to we went up to Sanford one year, and it was that exact. Hoover shows up in like these blacked out tour buses, and we we're like, oh, "That's cute. <laughs> that's cute." TV show. Wow. We line, thought it was line cool up just talent to for get talent. Turf for the first time. <laughs> I hated it. That was the first time I'd ever stepped on turf yeah. was at Sanford. And I was like, "This is the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> Why are we doing this?" Yeah, before the before the uh, state championship game, we went to I can't remember where we went. It might have been Vestavia or something to go practice on their field. Just to get a taste mm-hmm. of what turf felt like, and yeah. like, it's like, it's, it's god awful, horrible. You know, ch- changing cleats on the bottom, everything. It was, it's weird. Yeah, you couldn't rock those. I mean, we come fourteen the, pound Under Armour nine spikes. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're used to practicing <laughs> in in rocks. Yeah. <laughs> what you what you what position did you play? Oh man, I was. You know, you really even got to ask? Were you an everyman? Were you yeah, both I mean, sides of the ball? Yeah, we was all both sides of the ball. There wasn't yeah. no, it was Cordova. It was just like Nord, you know? <laughs> wasn't but about 35, 40 people on the whole team. And, and only 22 played. Only 22 could play, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh I was, you know, center for a while, guard, tackle. Uh, You know, right there close to the end of my football career in high school. <laughs> it was pretty cool because we was trying some college-style stuff, you know, Holler Eagle Fire One. I'd be like it. I'd jump from tackle to nose guard, and there was a couple times it never got called. Yeah, but I might would get to drop back to like a defensive linebacker, kind of like tight end kind of stance. Oh, oh! When the fat man ain't got to get in a three point stance, he feels entitled. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever line up against my buddy Chavis? Who? Chavis Williams? Oh, I'm sure we probably have. I don't. I'm I'm horrible with names. Memory. I'm horrible with. You, know, you were a freshman, gonna, you were a freshman gonna, in 06, right? No, 07. Oh, okay. It's freshman in 07. Okay, so yeah, you were an eighth grader. Yeah. Chavis's last – that was our last year of high school. I, I, um, we moved up from – you know, our junior high season was undefeated, and then the season was over, and then all of us junior high guys had to move up to varsity and everything. But yeah. it's just how it worked, and – Small mm-hmm. towns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you was on that threshold, you got sent up to get beat on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the day I questioned playing football was when they threw us out for a kick return team against the first string. And Chavis just barreled through me. Like, I mean, I wasn't uh, – me being there, he probably didn't feel me like a gust of wind. <laughs> here's, a, here's the thing about high school football back then compared to now. Everybody now is so connected. Via Facebook, Instagram, everything. You know who everybody is at every yeah. school that's around you. <clears throat> right. Everybody's popular. Mm-hmm. Everybody's popular. Back then, you knew somebody by number on the film that you watched. Uh-huh. You watch out for number 42. <laughs> he's going to be coming around hot, and he's looking to knock your head off. There was fact. no, there was no, every once in a while, there was somebody that was good. You, they they called them by their first name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the time, it was a number, and you wasn't their friend. Oh, no. <laughs> At oh, Cordova, no, no, no. you wasn't their friend. You're mm. there for battle. Mm-hmm. You're there for war. <laughs> they didn't. That's facts, yeah, yeah, I mean that's, that's facts. facts yeah. back then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm letting y'all's guys have it. Just, I mean that's. I mean, I was, I was there the was. I mean, you know, there was countless conversations. Like when he said during two a days, the season didn't matter. It was here's what we're doing for Cordova. Here's what we're doing for Cordova. <laughs> you could literally go one and nine at Dora every single year. 
beat Cordova. That was all that mattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it, man. That's that That's small that, town, uh-huh. small county rivalry. As long as you beat them river rats. That was it. <sighs> I'm, no offense I, to you. Hey, just saying that's what let we Let me heard. go ahead and tell you. <laughs> let me go ahead and tell both of you guys. For years, they said river rats. What's so bad about that? I'm a river rat, man. I love the word river. I stay on <laughs> the that, older I, I got, mean, the more I was like, a, that's actually pretty badass. Yeah, call me a river rat. I never I'm there. I never fully understood it. Oh, yeah. I was like, gotta what pass we? The yeah, we got to pass the job. What, what's the? What's the inclination here, guys? Like what? They live on a river. I don't. Whoa, never, never really. I mean, in high school, you get behind it just because it was the popular thing to say. But like you said, what, what was so wrong about it? It's pretty. It's pretty bad. I was jealous. Yeah, y'all that was it. Yeah. <laughs> what were we? The the mine kids, Horse, mining kids, I, Horse Creek, <laughs> puppies. <laughs> hey, to my knowledge, I think we beat y'all every year I was in high school. Y'all didn't when we was there. No, hell no, no, didn't. But things test. things went south when uh, I left. One in things three. Went bad one in three. South after I'm gonna go ahead. I I'm not gonna say nothing bad about nobody, no team, no nothing. But man, kids just ain't as mean as they used to be. Yeah, I can't watch high school football no more. It really? Just, I see. I always like had the intentions of going to a door game, and then like football season passes, and I'm like, I didn't even go to a damn game. This year. Oh, that's when I, I went, went to was. Sorry, I mean to cut oh, you off. Good. We uh, it was like four or five of us drove down to that UMS Wright game. Yeah, and just a complete bullcrap game. I mean, from a homer standpoint and from a realist standpoint, Dora kind of got hosed. I don't know if they would have won state that year, but. They had a pretty good squad, and there was more than a few times where some flags were thrown for the home team that were questionable at best. Yeah, you know, sometimes it rests. Yeah. Especially, especially in high school. Yeah, I was about man. to say, especially in high I got away with so local, much crap. Local refs, man, they, you know, they, they call the guys that are local. They got to oh, look yeah. after their uncle's and, brother and cousin that's never, their head coach. Yeah, and you never know how they're connected to somebody uh-huh. on that team. That's why I got away with so much crap as a wide receiver that I had no business. Like, I'd be three yards offside. So, I'm not going to name any names, but there's a there's a referee that holds a very special place in my heart. <laughs> I because exactly I could have pulled a knife out mid-game and stabbed a cornerback, and he wouldn't have thrown a flag. <laughs> Uh, he let me do <laughs> the door PD anything and everything. Oh man! <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I'd be three yards offside. Like I'd be like telling him I'm on the ball, and I'd see I'm three yards offside. Let me back up. And he'd be like, uh, "Step up, step up. You're good." <laughs> All right, cool. The six yard curl just became two steps. <laughs> see, like I knew where I stood as far as football went because I didn't play. Because when I got the door my freshman year, I saw Chavis and Ryan Krill and all those guys. I was like, "Ain't it?" Damn, chance in hell I'm stepping out there with him. I was like, I'm dead set on a golf scholarship. I'm protecting my body. Feel you, man. I I'm gonna go ahead and say, play football my whole life just because it's what I thought you were supposed to do. Yeah. You mean it's not? In small town Alabama, it is. (laughs) That's what you're supposed to do. It is. Uh, but if I could go back in time, I would never have played it down. Really, I think I've told Drake numerous times. Like my biggest fear is for my son to start loving football and want to play. <laughs> I want this kid swinging nothing but a baseball bat and a golf club. Man, I mean, I have paid for it. Yeah, royally. I'm. 
I'm like seven spinal blocks and a surgery in. We are. I've got kindred spirits. I've got screws in my ankle, man. I'm, you know, yeah. I've been beat up, kicked around. <laughs> so you like, uh, I had to go to get an MRI or a CAT scan, whichever one it is, after my senior year because I was, I would leave practice every single day, never failed, didn't matter. Go over to my girlfriend's house, go down to her basement because it was just pitch black, and I'd cry myself to sleep because. Mm headaches were just so bad at the end of the season i finally went and got it looked at and the doctor's like the best we could guess was you had at least eight concussions yeah <laughs> i mean that like, explains a lot yeah. with troy eggman over here yeah. yeah people people don't realize it don't take a lot to give a concussion no helmets ain't that great or they wasn't when we was no kids. yeah oh we got this new airfield technology no it makes it hard as a rock the exact there was nothing worse than putting that helmet on first thing like right after school and it had been sitting down in the field house all day and it's just dried out and just like you said it's like putting a brick on your head i'll tell you one of the one of the worst things ever i think it was senior toy bowl ryan smith ear hold the ever-loving dog shit out of me <laughs> at practice one day and i don't know how i don't know why it was just i guess i was i guess i went in for a tackle wrong i don't know but he ear hold the crap out of me and i had a headache for days mm-hmm. <laughs> it's toy bowl i'm like this, this ain't right <laughs> mom i'm seeing triple of everything right now got to double vision <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh let's kind of transition we've rambled. good old oh, yeah, days hey, that's what we, we do here. that's that's what we do here that's and, that, and people like it believe it or not i don't know why hey. uh, thank y'all for listening anyway. hey, i'm telling you you never know who you're gonna get but as i said uh on the intro this man has a smooth velvety he kind of gave you a little sample good voice yeah mm. <laughs> first time first time i ever saw justin Ware. We were at Twisted Barley. He was playing up there with Nate, and he was playing Sturgill and uh, Tyler Childers and some Cody Jinks. And I turned around and just yelled at him. I was like, play some Whiskey Myers. He did. And I was like, <laughs> man, I'm talking to this guy after I was like, hey, I'm you, I, tell, I would have looked Drake dead in the face and said, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people I was with are in good company with Justin, too. So Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's everybody knows everybody somehow or yeah. another. So cousins, brother, mother. But I sent, <laughs> I sent like it, it was ironic because it showed up my time op or something like a couple of weeks ago of that night where I was like filming you playing uh, singing Whiskey Myers uh, early morning shakes by the mm-hmm. way remember playing his day sent it to Shane <laughs> I sent Shane uh, you singing I was like this is Justin he's coming on the podcast yeah yeah this is when you played uh hippies cow uh, hippies and cowboys probably had never played it before ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good. Sounded just, good. I, I literally the text I sent Drake back was bold to pull out Jinx, but all right. You know it's <laughs> it's funny though because I don't really play a whole lot of the stuff that I listen to. Yeah. Just because I have such mad respect for it that I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, that's fair. But if somebody asks for it, who am I to turn down a request? There you You're go. there taking time out of your day to listen to me, and if I can do a request, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to say something horrible and ridiculous and i'm gonna probably judge you for it wagon wheel <laughs> free bird if you if you put enough money in a tip jug you get whatever you want yeah what? might not be the right way <laughs> but we're gonna give you what you want <laughs> so what got you into the music like playing and singing oh this is a long drawn out process here all right we got time <laughs> We still got 45 minutes-ish to spare, so come on with it. All right, so grew up in the church, 
but didn't uh didn't have instruments. It was all a cappella singing, old school, southern hymnals. So I mean, gospel music's been in the blood since birth. That yeah, southern um, that that gospel so, brings out that, that edge. Yeah. Southern that southern gospel, you know, it's you know. Granddaddy always had the gospel versions of, you know, George Jones and Waylon and, you know, all that old country gospel, too. And Johnny Cash. And it's funny how all the outlaws did gospel. That's all the roots was, you know, it was gospel. But anyway, so had to sing or you'd get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of found a voice, I guess, pretty, pretty early in life. Bunch of family members, they've played music, guitars, pianos. All kinds of stuff, as long as I can remember. Got older family members, older cousins that got a huge family on my father's side. I mean, there's dozens upon dozens of first cousins from my father. I mean, you just never know who you're going to run to, into that I'm kin to. It's a typical Alabama story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Typical Walker County, like, <clears throat> grandmother was one of a bunch of kids. Um, so the music was always there guys down the street at my grandparents house i'd stay there as a kid and the guys down the street they always had a rock band man i'd sit there and lay awake at night just listen to them play music never could go down there never knew why until i got older <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know because they was rough and rowdy yeah. you know playing playing scanner and everything like that i'd fall asleep i don't know how many times listening to saturday night special so, uh you know just listen to everything and so the music's just always been there, always singing. My grandfather, he always had a guitar. My dad always had a guitar laying around, played just a little bit. Took lessons as a kid for a couple weeks, learned a few songs. Just like any other kid, got bored with it, put it down. And then just kind of played a little bit here and there. Never could play and sing, just picked it up and noodled a little bit. And I guess after I quit playing football, and my senior year, just kind of having a little bit of fun, trying to decide what I was going to do with life, whatever. Picked it up a lot more. Uh, started playing a lot more. Still wasn't singing, just playing as much as I could. Picked up harmonica a little bit. Started playing in guitar and harmonica a little bit. And then my brother left for the military. And I was thinking about this the other day, like, you know, when did it... I was trying to think back to when it. I really... Got into it. And I realized it was when he left for the military. Mm-hmm. I picked it up and just went ham as a co- coping mechanism, okay. I feel like. You know, you know, my brother was only a year and a half older than me. We went through everything together. Was always riding around, <laughs> getting into all kinds of trouble, fighting. <laughs> just, And then he le- up and leaves. I just had to find something to occupy my time, you know, because he was overseas doing tours. Everything like that. And he come home one time and he filmed me doing some songs and stuff. Didn't tell me about it. And then he posted on the Facebook. <laughs> and I'll never forget just being like mad. Yeah. Like, you, you son of a gun, man. <laughs> it's embarrassing, man. I can't remember what it was. And they're probably still on his Facebook somewhere. But all the people that, that's a funny thing about social media, man. All the people that reached out on that video. Or all them two videos that he had posted. Just people's like, man, you're so good. Keep at it. You know, it was just, there was no negativity whatsoever. Right. So, I mean, 
that was one thing. If there had been one negative comment, I probably would have never shut it been. down. I'd have shut yeah. it down. I'm yeah. that kind of guy. Yeah. So I'd have shut it down. And just the sheer fact of like, you know, I'd do some stuff and he'd play it for his boys over there. You know, like, this is my brother playing and singing, man. Check out the song. Like they'd send me requests and I'd probably, you know, pick one out. Just, you know, it's how I coped. And that's yeah. just where it, I, it all started. That's as far awesome. as playing and singing goes, and I ain't put it down since. That's awesome. Yeah, I try and pick every day. There's some days I go without, but I can't recall a time other than, you know, hurting a hand or something, doing what I do. You hurt your hands, cut your hands all the time. They're all scarred up. But even if, like, I got cuts on my fingers and I can't pick, I'm going to pick up a slide. Yeah. I'm just going to just noodle. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess around with tunings, do open tunings. I I can't put it down. It's still how I handle everyday life. Yeah, that's good. Now you started a band. Uh, you started a couple of bands. I know we talked about it. Uh, tell us like your first intro into a band, and then we'll go into like your most recent project. First intro to a band. Um, a boy that was a grade below me in school lived right up the road from me. Uh, Cameron Bridges is his name, uh, and Nate, Nate was a couple years older than us, but anyway, we all lived down the same road, uh, pretty much same area of town, just a quick four-wheeler ride to each other's houses. Cam had a pond out behind his house, and naturally, anybody in the neighborhood that's got a pond, you're a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd ride up there, and Cam was in the band at high school, killer drummer in high school, played the quads, just beast mode. Um, well, he was teaching Nate how to play drums a little bit because Cam played everything, be up there playing guitar and drums, and I'd be down there fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so I could hear him up there in the shed, man, just wailing. And I'd be down there and just bobbing my head, <laughs> bobbing my head, casting a line. And we was all friends, so I'd get done fishing or, you know, whatever. I'd go up there and hang out with him. Then one day, I was just like, man, give me that guitar. <laughs> I'd never played with anybody a day in my life other than, you know, just like family member or whatever, just picking. The... It was over from there, man. Yeah. It was over. I picked up a guitar and jammed with them guys. Cam picked up a bass, and that was the first band. We played and played and played, and I learned Buku's of songs. <laughs> this was before, you know, you had tabs on your phone and everything i was using printer pr printer ink and paper like it was going out of style <laughs> out lyrics and tabs and chords and yo inkjet was getting more inkjet was mom we need more ink <laughs> <laughs> so what was the name of that band southern smoke smoke on the water man get that fog on the river southern smoke we played um we was too young to really play in bars. Yeah. Um, so we played a lot of private parties for a lot of rednecks down the river. <laughs> That's awesome. We, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, cut my teeth doing this. Come on. We cut our teeth playing for some rough and rowdy people. Yeah. They made us better for it. Really figured out how much we could put up with. Yeah. I was sitting there, you know, first time we ever played a bar, I was, wasn't even old enough to drink. I was kind of terrified. <laughs> they uh they they wanted to tell you what River Cafe, okay. of all places down in wherever it is on the river. Yeah, <laughs> Shane, you know, you grew up close to the river. I'm not gonna give people directions to this place. 
because <laughs> uh, I can't remember how to get there. But anyway, we we wasn't even old enough to drink, man, and it was just a rough crowd. We was, it was a Thursday night too. They want us to come in there and try out after karaoke or before karaoke. They want us to try out, do a set before karaoke to see if we can even come, and they'd pay us. We played a set, and they're like, "How much y'all charge to play all night?" So we ended up playing all Thursday night. And then they want us to come back Labor Day weekend and play like Friday night, Saturday night. Jesus. <laughs> and we ended up not doing it because uh, a couple there wanted to have a party. And they was going to pay us more than the bar was. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, supply and demand. So naturally, you know, we've, we've done way more private parties than we have bar gigs. Yeah. Or shows, festivals. We've done a ton of private parties. Weddings. Stuff like that, so I'd be glad to get back to it one day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because they appeared on uh, our good friend Cody Lockhart's YouTube channel, uh-huh. 64 Sessions, I'm as familiar. Eagle River Band. That is the third installment okay. of the band. So <laughs> you had one more in between. We you? had one more in between, which was Cypress Creek. I, I, I wanted to say Cypress Bend for some reason. I think that's yeah. a golf course. That is. Uh, <laughs> Cypress Creek. 100% man, of you know, golf course. You know, and when it comes to naming <laughs> bands, there's no really good way to do it. Mm-mm. It's just kind of like, and I guess our style is what are things that we like. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love fishing anywhere where there's a swamp with Cypress trees. Yeah. Creek's a peaceful place. Cypress Creek. Right, there cool. it is. There it is. We ain't peaceful, though. We ain't peaceful. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, that was four of us guys, uh, me and Nate, Ricky Edwards, and Lee Irvin. And we did a few shows, played out a couple festivals, car shows and stuff in front of the courthouse, uh, played a couple bars in town, played Midnight Special, a couple places like that. And, uh, you know. I was the youngest of all of them. Everybody's got, Lee had a slew of kids. Yeah. Taking off with his own business. So we split ways and just kind of quit playing and started back up playing again with Nate and Ricky, the original bass player for Sops Creek. And we just kind of changed the name. Daniel Ingram, he come in uh, when he moved back from Texas. So he's going to be our our fourth man. Yeah. Uh, Well, Cam actually come down with us. He was, Starting Eagle River Band as a bass player, and then uh, some things, you know, as people make decisions, whatever, and then Ricky come back in. So it was basically Eagle River Band now is three piece of Cypress Creek. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the one guy, because, you know, Daniel, he, we did that one show at Twisted yeah. Barley. We had practiced for, rehearsed for a month. He had moved back from Texas. We got a set list down, man. We was rocking. We was killing. Played, uh, Twisted Barley. Got the whole thing on video. Love it. That was the first few videos you sent me. We'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. And um still hurts me to watch them sometimes yeah. because, you know, Daniel passed away afterwards. Yeah. Uh, not that night, but, you know, next day it was just a, just a sad, tragic event. But we, you know, so we ain't really tried to add anything on. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of power trios anyway. Yeah. Some of the greatest guitar hero type music is three-piece trios right power trios so now it's you nate and uh our buddy ricky edwards uh originally a texas boy oh oh huh he's got the tech he's got he's got the texas talent where's he from tech in texas uh east west east west or north south i don't know it's so big i ain't studied a whole lot of it and i don't really (laughs) ask him we're we're, we just when we show up we're just 
we're all friends and everything, and we talk, and we have group messages and all, but man, when we show up, we get to business. Yeah. We we just show up to jam. See, I've gotten he- so heavy into, like, Texas music. Now it's like, when I hear the certain sound, I was like, I know where they're from in Texas. So, I mean, it's where Texas are see, from. See, I don't, I, I mean, I listen to a lot of Texas musicians, don't get me wrong, but I ain't never studied Texas like that, so yeah. I didn't know well, I feel was, like if, he, if he's I didn't jamming. Know, I just know that Texas is so big Yeah, that... If you're from Texas, you're from Texas. I don't care what part of Texas. They're going to secede from the United States one day. <laughs> if he's jamming, I'm going to East Texas. Hey, we was, you know. Yeah, East Win- Texas is jamming. Winston was first on the board to do that, so nobody can, you know. <laughs> right. Nobody can take that away from Alabama. We'll never forget forever. the free state of Winston. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, they appeared on uh, Cody Lockhart's channel mm-hmm. as Eagle River Band. Y'all had a. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Bass. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan can shred. Dylan's super talented all the way around. He Very. he's he's been he's played with us. I mean, Dylan, you know, been playing with Dylan a long time yeah. on and off. He's anytime he wants to. I mean, we ain't been doing a whole lot of practicing because COVID and stuff. I mean, there's no really everybody can practice on their own. Right, we're not really a lot of stuff's changed. Obviously, yeah. over the over the past year, y'all ain't in them Skype jam sessions. No, nah, I mean we'll we'll still jam from time to time, but it's not like we're we just working. We got we're still in the writing stage, doing some originals, trying to get to a spot where we can all take some time and record. Mm-hmm. But we was kind of set to try that this year or into last year, yeah. into this year. Nate, they had their baby early. So that's put a huge, you know, yeah. obviously that's going to come first before yeah. anything. Yeah. Get that baby home. It's still in the hospital. December 6th. Dang. Nearly three months early. We wish so. the best for you, buddy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. man. He's, he's going to come home soon. Yeah. Everything's going to be, he's going to be learning how to play drums before you know. <laughs> <laughs> but on said YouTube episode, uh, they said they were working with someone to uh, help them on social media. Here's a little uh, secret. <laughs> It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they picked you. Golly, y'all need better uh, judgment. This guy's terrible. You know, Drake will work for free. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. <laughs> After this episode, I ain't. <laughs> that's what I told him. I said, I, said uh, I was like, social media stuff, that's free. Like, I'm just going to help you try to up your game. But if somehow I lend you a show, I'm taking a cut. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, take all my cut. I'd be honest. And that's, that's you just want to play. That's the thing about it, man. I, from the get go, I mean, from the absolute get go, I'm not good enough to get famous. You can tell people that just have a passion for it and like they throw money out. They just want, they want their songs, music, whatever to be heard. And I just, you know, that's the thing about it. I, I get, I don't get me wrong. I love playing for the people. I love seeing smiles on people's face. I love seeing people sing along. But I can entertain myself (laughs) with a guitar in my hand in a room all alone more so than I could 5,000 people. I mean, I I get the same enjoyment out of it. Well, that's good. It's fun. I mean, it's a blast playing for people. And I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, like bigger bands are starting to get out and do yeah. stuff. So, yeah. hopefully, all of uh, the breweries and stuff will be. Well, there's one place that does have live music, and I literally, like, my anxiety level shot up when I saw the crowd in there. I was like, they're going to be sick. Tomorrow. And that's another thing, man. I'm, you know, 
I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of it, but there's, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I want to. I, wanna... I don't want to be that band. Like, oh, there mm-hmm. was 35 people that was at that show got the Rona. Yeah. Oh no, I don't want to be that guy. We're taking it home, like you know, uh, my dad's battling cancer, my granddad's older, I got nephews and all that. Yeah. I work in healthcare. Like, you gotta think of every other aspect of your life. Of who am I gonna affect if I catch this and give it to them? That's it. But we're not gonna talk about COVID. No, we're not gonna talk about that crap. Oh. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, I mean, y'all get to be playing soon. Hopefully, at least you get some, you and Nate get some acoustic gigs or something. Yeah, uh, and that's, you know, that's kind of the thing I've been thinking about lately is, you know, I've I've got the video camera, I've got the Zoom and everything. I've got ways to get good audio and video quality. And I've built my Overland rig, uh, rooftop tent, off-road stuff. You know, I'm going to hit some locations this year. And I want to do like some, everywhere I go, do one or two songs. Yeah. Post it up somewhere, dude. You know, that is songs on location, just me and acoustic, whatever. Just that'd be sick. Ever on a mountain, you need to go ahead and get a YouTube and a TikTok. Ah man, I know it's gonna drive you crazy, but listen, I'm telling you, like with what you're like, if that's your like mission, you will, especially your voice, you'll you'll go. You're so you're so great. I mean. So nice. I, Dude, I, uploaded, I, I uploaded a very stupid 30 second video to TikTok yesterday and it's already got over 1500 views. <laughs> and I have like <laughs> maybe 75 people that follow me. Dude, <laughs> to go viral on TikTok takes zero effort at all and definitely no talent. So knowing that you actually have talent and work ethic, sky's the limit. Uh, they could be paying for you to travel. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh, yeah. You th- can monetize your TikTok just like you can YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How about that? So I follow, don't know nothing about any of this newfangled technology stuff. Other than free game of the week that, right here. Isn't that what you you got me for? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Guess gonna, <laughs> guess, was a really long gonna... echo in here about why'd you hire this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, things kind of came, came to a screeching halt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody was doing nothing. <laughs> That's true. It sucked. Like y'all's episode came out like right before COVID hit. Yeah, it? thanks yeah, it COVID. Was, I'm talking about, and no lie. And you're going to hear this from every artist out there that considers himself to be an artist. They enjoy or like nothing that they've ever put out. <laughs> Cody done a fantastic job of making us sound as good as we did because <laughs> I just remember being 18 degrees in that place, us huddling around a heater for warmth for about five minutes to play the next song. And I'm pretty sure I had the Rona during that. <laughs> like, I remember feeling like death. That's why you don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy, but uh, you know, it was right there at that point in time. We it had been in the works forever, and then we finally just did it. I'm glad we did it. It was a great time. Cody's such a good dude for doing that. Go too. check out that episode. Go check out the episode, man. It's out there for everybody to enjoy. Yeah. Cody uh, filmed our trailer. Yeah, uh, we talked about it on the very first episode or the like preseason episode we mm-hmm. recorded. And we talked about how it took us like 30 minutes to start a fire. So we know exactly how you feel about freezing. <laughs> we were literally in the same boat. Oh, man. I'm telling you, nothing cuts colder than that horrible cold wind on a car yeah. lot on a windy day when you're sitting there trying to touch one up and it's 35 degrees outside. I bet that sucks. 20 mile an hour winds. You just see them car lot flags just to <laughs> flap. So uh, what, are you, what are you planning for once y'all get to start playing live shows again? You plan to go bigger or just kind of getting your getting the feet back where they were in the water? All right, so if you come see us now, what you see on 64 Sessions 
it's going to sound completely different. We are, I am a gear nerd. I am constantly tweaking, turning, new guitars, new effects. I am constantly changing my, I'm a tone chaser. That's my favorite thing. I have a problem. <laughs> and I'm a man enough to um, to admit that I have a, a gear addiction problem. I have more guitars hanging on my wall in my living room than Guitar Center's got. It's uncalled for. But I love every one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not married um, yet, right? Divorced. Okay. Uh, <laughs> might be for said reason. Who knows? <laughs> I was about to say... Ooh, you brought home another one? Yeah. You know? How much is that? How much does that round of golf cost? <laughs> well, <laughs> I could only wish that my addiction was golf. <laughs> Don't. I know how much it costs. <laughs> I, I love to play golf. I've always loved to play we'll golf. We'll go have some beers and play golf Let's one day. Let's do it, man. I'm <laughs> down any time. I won't be able to uh, move for the next three days afterwards. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like, I love to play. I've always loved the game. Golf is amazing. My problem is I get out there and I get too relaxed. I don't even think to stretch. Next thing I know, I've played 18, 36 holes, and then the next day I'm like, I can't move. (laughs) Stretching is vital. Yeah, stretching is vital with anything, kids. Stretch. When you get up, especially when you get older, it helps. Especially one of when our you doc- spinal blocks. One yeah. of our doctors always tells our patients to stretch before you go to bed. Oh, yeah. Stretch before you go to bed. Stretch when you wake up. Take five minutes out of the middle of your day and stretch. Mm-hmm. It helps. But, yeah, I, I'm no good, but I have fun. <laughs> I can I can keep it in the fairway. Really? Yeah. That's, I'm, that's all that matters. I, Better I, than me. I'll be honest with you. For years... I was horrible. I'm still not great, but I can I can go play 18 holes and use probably the same three or four balls that I came with. That's when bad. that's that when bad. I know. Like when a guy told me he's like, "Man, when you can go play 18 rounds of golf with the same ball, that's when you're really good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just okay. I'm definitely like, I can take five or six and make it a day. You know, I took the winter off. Like I'm not a, I, I can like play fair weather golf now since I don't play competitively. Like I know both of us have not played probably since what November. You played, I haven't. I played one round last year. I, 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 played, I played. I played all the holes at Mountain View. Oh yeah, yeah. Mountain View used to be nice. I don't know what it's really like now. I mean, it's yeah. We, me and Colby played. We played Ballantrae. Yeah, yeah. That was a couple, a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was a few weeks ago. Yeah, man. Horse Creek's new nice. I love Horse it's Creek. Amazing. Horse Creek's man, home. It's so nice. Horse Creek is always home. Oh yeah. Even like I've played there since I was like fourteen. I miss Rivers, man. Oh yeah, that was. Iconic. I miss Rivers Bend so much. Don that ran River Bend, he used to run Union Chapel, which is mm-hmm. now a subdivision. That's where I learned how to play. Like, mm-hmm. I had to go out there and walk until I couldn't and walk anymore. And that's why people like you were good, because you learned how to play on one of the toughest courses ever. The river wasn't easy. It was not easy. <laughs> that's why all them golf teams in high school around there was really good, because they went and practiced at River Well, you know, what, you know what used to make me mad, though, is like hitting driver is the best part of my game. I didn't hit. Yeah, I only yeah. hit driver like three times at the river when I started getting like stronger. And I'll tell you the best thing about that golf course is that we would put the boat in, 
and at night, yeah, drive up the river, launch on the or dock up on the side of the bank, tie the boat off, grab our fishing poles, and go walk that lot at night and catch. Dude, I, I swear to God, uh, Dad and I used to like we go play golf in the summer, and when we'd finish, we'd go fishing. Mm-hmm. Biggest fish I ever caught as a kid. I've caught bigger fish since. Came out of the pond in between uh, number one fairway and number one green. A little kind of. Yeah, like slews around yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I've seen. I used to just toss there. it right in between a lily pad and nailed it. Well, the first time I realized I was going to fish that place, I was going to break it a law, you know. <laughs> I was sitting there and I broke a tee. And I just kind of flicked my tee, my broken tee, into the edge of the pond. Yep. And it got eat. <laughs> like, <laughs> big old bass come up and ate the ate my broken tea. I'm like, that was probably not good for that fish. But that was a big fish, and it was hungry. Could you imagine how big those fish, some of those fish are right now? Dude, there's no telling. They're not pressured either, so you know they're hungry. Oh, you, you know the clubhouse know. is like someone's actual house now? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane to me. Like, I know the owners lived in the basement for a while until they bought. The old putting green? Yeah. In-ground pool. No shit. Yep. Nice. Dude, it's been so long. Like, I haven't been down there since they closed. I went down there a couple of weeks ago because, like, now the, you know, how, like, the drive-in, there was only, like, the one house that Don's daughter used to live in. Yeah. Now there's, like, seven or eight houses on the way down there. No way. And then, uh, like I said, the clubhouse is now, like, an actual house. I wish they let you fish in it. They used to. I mean, they probably they would. Used, they used, used to, to before day or before the hours. Yeah. They probably, hours will, they probably hours. still will if you go down there around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Horse Creek's a no-no. <laughs> Big no-no. Big yeah. no-no. We have found that. That is city-owned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are some tanks in there. I will tell you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, the pond on, uh, like, in between uh, 15 and 16. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like 50 feet to the, mm-hmm. in the center. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, you know. Oh, yeah. There may be some catfish. I know some. I know some people that got privileged enough to fish that place a few times, and they call some giants. Yeah. I worked there. <laughs> well, yeah, I was there when people left, so I was like, "Got a fish around back in my car." Man, I'm I'd be out there every day. <laughs> uh, back to on topic of the music. Oh yeah, uh, that's why. That's what we're are doing. Are you still going to keep Eagle River on track once y'all get to going? Yeah, man. We're. I mean, as far as I know, we're not going nowhere. Right now, anyway. Except um, up. Except up. Well, when you're ready, <laughs> you got my phone number. <laughs> you know, once everybody, you know, I guess whatever happens uh, here in the next little while, you know, vaccinations kicking out. And maybe that'll get people to where they're not so gun shy. And, you know, hopefully all the uh, troubles in the world as far as them breathing fear down people's throats yeah. over social media. It's just really a big cause of it. Turn your TV off. Go talk to somebody. Yep. It's crazy what the world looks like when you don't just subscribe to nothing but bad news all day. Exactly. Subscribe to you're, Pass the Jar. You're a product of what you of what you do, mm-hmm. yeah. of what you watch, of what you interact with. And that's been my biggest goal lately. It's just... And get, disconnect. Just disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I've always been a disconnected guy, but it's well, we, really good. I bad. mean, we all grew up disconnected. Yeah, and it's kind that's of that's what's normal to us. Mm-hmm. But see, now it's like when we got into our, our early to mid twenties, it was like you got to have that phone in your hand at all times. All times. And now businesses. Yeah, I can't not answer my phone. Yeah, like it, you know, even if it's a random number, I got to answer it. As much as I'd wish I'd st- I could stay off social media. Like for stuff, you can't when 
you have all these projects. Yeah. Because that's the way to reach people now. Yeah, that's it. Because I'm not going to drop money on the billboard yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I could see y'all's mugs on the billboard, though. Hey, that, that uh, couch shot we took at uh, Jasper Bottle and Tap, everybody loves it. I mean, Such it's universal. Yes. Such a great place. Go see our friend Jim Odom. Facts. Oh. Uh, but yeah, man, I can't wait for y'all to get back out there. I like, you know, I keep saying like I, I love your voice because it's 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 just like the music I listen to Appreciate on the daily. That. Yeah, that's why I turned around. I was like, y'all know some whiskey Myers. <laughs> <laughs> and he broke out early morning shakes, which is one of the tougher songs to sing in my. Opinion. See when yeah. we do when we do it with the full band, full blown live. You know that's kind of like what we do. We try to free flow into. That's the biggest thing about a set list. People don't understand it's like man you got to make it flow yeah from one song to the next and if you can medley two or three into one good groove that's pretty great but we figured out that we could go from on early morning shakes when that line uh took her back to the woods listen to when the levee breaks man we break straight down into when the levee breaks yeah and we play the whole song and then slid over and I took her hand then we break back into early morning shakes yeah. just, and that's just one of the funnest things as far as like so we had been working on that one for a while so yeah I can please with my yeah <laughs> <laughs> see like I know when I was working with Fall City like uh help like seeing them try to construct a set list for a four hour gig it ain't easy Mm-mm. it's not you want to keep the flow of the show going and you don't you don't want to play like like I'll say you know with Justin's music like you don't want to play Whiskey Myers, and you don't want to go right into Conway Twitty, like something sad. You can't do it. I could. I was about to say, I don't know why. I don't I, here's the thing about it. <laughs> you don't it. want to change the vibe of the show. You you want to keep it. There's a time to get slow. There's a yeah. time to get low. There's a time to get sad. But nobody's there to be sad. Right. Very mm. true. And if you're going to play a sad song, at least play like a happy sad song. Yeah. You know, it's got a sad vibe, but it's a happy song. It's all in how you deliver it. It's all about how it comes across. But it also, the biggest thing is, is and the hardest thing in my mind is, when I pick a set list, it's, I want to play what I like to play. But I also have to keep in mind that you may have never heard that song before. Right. So I, I'm not going to play that one. Unless I feel like that crowd may know who that is or may know that... You can't go into Warehouse 319 and do the same set that I do at Twisted Barley. Right. Totally different crowds. Totally different crowds. You have to work to where you're going. Like Warehouse 319, doing all those acoustic shows there, that's dinner party crowd. They want easy listening, not Mm -hmm. getting too loud. They don't want Long White Line by Sergio Simpson. (laughs) But they have requested it. No shit. And I have done it. You kill it. I mean, people, you'd be surprised at the requests you get at a dinner show. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, like I said, those people that come up and they put money in the tip jar and they say, hey, man, do you know this? Absolutely. I'll definitely do my best. If not, let me go learn it while I take a break. Yeah, man. Hey, when I come back from my break, if you're going to be here in the next 510, I'll do it. For sure. You know. But you got to take into consideration the room that you're playing in. Right. What's going to sound good in that room. All these buildings downtown, they're a blast to play in because the sound just, they're narrow and they're brick. Yeah. And the sound just carries. Yes, everywhere we are played, we've been told to turn down. <laughs> really? Everywhere. <laughs> There's been a couple times where I just kind of seen it in Mason's eyes while I'm sitting there playing. Mason's 
Mason's not very readable, but there's times where you can read it. There's time like you can just kind of see it. Yeah. And like we got done with a set one time, and before he could even say anything to me, like we're gonna cut it down next set, man. I'm sorry. He's like, hey, thanks, he bud. Like, and he's like, yeah, man, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like you know what? There's times where you can you see his wheels turning, and you're like, okay. Like yeah. sitting here talking to him for the podcast he's been on. Like I know I, that, I, we need to can, go with this. That and when you see everybody in the crowd, like it looks like everybody's screaming at each other. Like, yeah, <laughs> you like, just know you're entirely too loud. <laughs> I love playing loud. That's the only way I like to play. Yeah, y'all got to play loud when you played at uh, Foothills, which was we all played outside Twisted Barley, didn't you? Man, let me tell I you. I bet that was hot. Let me tell you about that day. Since you brought it up, <laughs> since you brought it up. Mason said, yeah, man, we want to have live music. We got the street blocked off. We want to have y'all come in, set up in the middle of the street, whatever. Just play live music as long as y'all want to. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of gigs I like. Just show up, <laughs> set up, and play as long as you want. We'll get practice in. We'll try new stuff, whatever. We had it really loud. People was telling us, man, we heard y'all Los Reyes. That's where I heard about where I heard you from. <laughs> it's like people's like, man, is there live music going on before the live music? Like, yeah, they're down there in the brewery. Like, we, Mason said we drummed up some business, which was good, but uh-huh. it was entirely too hot. I'll never forget playing. We played like two sets straight. We got set up. We was already starting to sweat a little bit. We had tents, fans, everything going. It's like, hell, let's play, play some music. Let's just have some fun. And I remember after we got done playing, I was dripping sweat. And I was like, I am so hot. I'm about to die. Did you have your bandana on? Had my bandana on, like just pouring out. Like, there was sweat running down my guitars. <laughs> like, just, I was just sitting there thinking, man, this is going to be a day. We're playing music for hours, and then I'm going to listen to it. Like, I'm going to be out in this crap all day long. We played for a couple hours, and then went inside. I can't remember if it was Courtney or Mason. One of them had the golden idea. Go get in the cold room. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) It was so nice. It was the greatest thing that I had ever felt in my entire life. I'd never been hotter in my entire life. Maybe other than a couple times in spring training underneath helmets and football pads. But at least you got to dive in a mud hole. (laughs) <laughs> stagnant mud hole to cool off but anyway we walked in the cold room me and Nate and Ricky did and I remember just initially being like this is so nice oh man this is so nice and then I felt my body going into shock because <laughs> it went from it went from 180,000 to like 41 yeah. 42 <laughs> It was not smart for the brain. <laughs> I went dumb really fast and started shaking. I got to get out of here. Man, I walked like out there by the, you know, by the brewing equipment and everything. I was like, oh, man. It, I just, I went down hard for about 30 <laughs> minutes. Had to make a quick comeback, like just chugging water. I was great the rest of the day. Just started powering through, man. You know? <laughs> That's when the party began, you know. That was a good day, though. That's, yeah. I can't wait to get back to a Foothills Festival, man. No, they already year, moved it to September. I know. This year's looks good. It's, it's looking, got potential. It's looking like it could happen. I hope I hope the Still Woods still play it. <sighs> yeah. They're so good. It'd be so nice. Uh well yeah, like I'm looking forward to y'all coming back. I love watching you play. 
I love playing. I, I bet you I, do. I, I appreciate appreciate you telling me you enjoy me watching me yeah. play. <laughs> love it, man. It's one of the it's one of the greatest feelings I get is just having a guitar in my hands. Yeah. It's that freeing. It's that it's that something it's something to do like the, like with us with the podcast. It's just something to do outside of your nine to five. I got too many hobbies, but that's the one yeah. that just stays there twenty four seven. Well good thing is you can go on your off days, if you got off days, you can go fishing and still go play your show that night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've done it a few times. There's been a couple times where I showed up in camouflage from the hunting woods. Nice. Yeah. Just <laughs> show. Right, full disclosure, I was like 20, 30 minutes late getting here today because once I got home, I just went ahead and wet a line. Feel you. <laughs> I mean, if I'd have went, I mean. Nah, I'm not going to disclose where I fished, so. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 realized I, got, I realized I got home like five or ten minutes earlier than I expected to, and I was like, wow. That's why he didn't text me back. I, mm. I, can, I can absolutely just go ahead and throw a few. Oh, for sure. So, uh, <laughs> we got a segment on here. It's called Story Time from the 6-4. Drum up a good story for me. What something you remember from your childhood, adulthood? It don't matter. Just something that shines about Walker County. Shines about Walker County. A lot of old stories um, that I'm sure I've forgotten. <laughs> for one reason or another. For one reason or another. There's just been so many things that I could just talk about, but you know. As far as recent, like the most, probably the most prominent recent thing that has happened to me that I just have to share with people. I've thought about this just over the past few minutes. Not too long ago, I had, or last year, I'd bought a new pickup truck and I was going through a certain part of town here in Walker County in a certain town that I'm not going to name. Because this allegedly happened. <laughs> <laughs> I hit him with that allegedly earlier. <laughs> Nobody is going to be self-incriminated or lose their job over this. But um, I was coming through a certain part of a certain town here in a certain county called Walker. And <laughs> <laughs> I was in my brand new pickup truck and I might have been going a little over the speed limit just because... Them new trucks run faster. Them new trucks run faster. Yeah, and I got you. if you take a look at my driving record, it's it'll speak for itself. Uh-huh. Um, so I topped this hill, and coming at me is what everybody knows as a cop car. <laughs> the Ford Explorer. Just You just automatically know, mm-hmm. like, today's my day. He got today, me. Today's got my me. day. He got me. And before I could even get that thought out of my mind, the blue lights hit. So, I'm like, all right, well, I hadn't had a ticket in a while. Uh, kind of do for it's one. It's been a couple years. And it's, it's my luck. All right, man, I'm, you know, and if it's one thing I've learned from living around here, raising as much hell as anybody could raise, the best thing you can do is just own it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man up, man. Just, they're, they, you can't lie to the cops. He pulled me over, and he walked up to the window. He said, license and registration. I handed it to him. He said, you know why I pulled you over? I said, yeah, I was going entirely too fast coming into this, you know, city limit, whatever it was. He said, yeah, you was, man. I clocked you going uh, going 62. This was like a 45. I was 
well decent, yeah, decent little speed. Which I was in a... You, you know, know you deserved it. I was in, yeah, I knew I deserved it at that point. And I was just in a hurry, trying to get home, trying to get doing whatever I was doing. Obviously, my time was way more important than anybody else's. <laughs> 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 just trying to fly home and a uh, long work day. I don't know to it. I told him my speed. And he said, yeah, he was. He's like, sit tight, my man. We'll, uh, we'll check you out real quick. And he walked back and he sat in his car for what seemed like every bit of an hour. <laughs> With the blue light still on. Those things are bright. And they're bright. And it was late in the evening. You know, it was getting dark. Mm-hmm. You know, and by this time, the sun, he'd been in his car so long, the sun had went down and the lights just kept getting brighter. <laughs> so anyway, he finally, he sat in the car 15, 20 minutes. He finally got out. And I seen that piece of paper and I'm like, well, at least I'm not going to jail. <laughs> like, I was well over, you know, reckless endangerment, whatever. Yeah. And um, my driving record, he could have very well just slapped cuffs on me and said, let's go. Hauling your, I'm hauling your truck. <laughs> You're just reckless. Um, he walked up, man. He said, uh, he said, man, I know, I know he's probably in a hurry to get home. Where he is going, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you off with a warning this time. And I was like, man, I, I really appreciate it. And he said, yeah, man, I, I'm a fan of y'all. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Small town famous, baby. <laughs> I don't care if I ever make another dime off of playing music. Just knowing the fact that I got a man in blue. He said. He said, yeah, man. He said, I've, I've, I'm in and out of the breweries every once in a while. And, you know, he said, we like to have fun just like everybody else. He said, uh, he said, man, I've seen y'all in there playing in the brewery a couple times down there. And he said, I had to, uh, I had to call Mason check to see if this was the same guy that's, you know, part of Eagle <laughs> River Band or whatnot. <laughs> in reality, he's sitting in his police car. Yeah. Watching YouTube or Facebook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, let me double check and make sure yeah. this is the cat. <laughs> yeah, so... So uh, yeah, when he said uh, he he said, I'm, "I'm a pretty big. I like what you. I'm a fan of what y'all are doing. I follow y'all on Facebook and Instagram. I can't wait till all this crap's over. You know, it was you know it was both wearing masks and all too. You know, it's this yeah. time. Mm-hmm. You know, so he didn't really know for sure. We kind of sat there and talked for a second. I just you know couldn't couldn't thank him enough. <laughs> you know, but I if I'd never I'd never get famous, which I know I'm probably not. Um, I know that I have one fan, and <laughs> if I ever see him out, I'm buying him a drink. Yeah, you have to. I mean, yeah. he is number one fan in my book. If you're listening <laughs> to this, you know who you are. You know who you are. If you're listening to this, I appreciate you, and next time we're playing a show, you come up to me, and I'm buying you a round. <laughs> but that just goes to show you, man, that Walker County, we're tight-knit. People, word gets around. You know, if that was just my... My good luck for the day, man. Just locally famous. We look out for each other. That's it. Mm-hmm. People look out for each other. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I know this guy's pretty good. He's he's in here trying to make I'm sure he's got another job. He you know, very well could have been like, Oh, this guy's got a really nice truck. I you know. Yeah, really this ticket ain't gonna be nothing yeah, to him. This ticket ain't gonna be nothing to him. This is gonna be my quota yeah, for the month. I got my quota now, but you know, it's that's just one thing out of many that just, you know. Everybody here looks out for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see anybody around here doing bad. Exactly. And if you can cut somebody a break, cut somebody a break. 
Unless they just deserve it. There's so many ways you can help somebody. There is. Even if it's not writing them a full-ass ticket, give yeah. them a warning. That, that's good on them. That's it. You just got to help help other people. That's it. Whether I mean, you're a fan of them or not. Don't be so quick to judge. Don't be so quick to belittle. Mm-hmm. Be quick to, to jump in and help somebody. There you go. Just Even just saying hey on the street to somebody. Yep. You just never know what that might do for somebody. I mean, that's, that's, right. that's one thing that I've learned this past year. People have got their own battles. You never know what anybody's fighting at home. Exactly. You never know. They might, on the face of you seeing them every day, you might work with somebody every day. Think, man, they are just happy-go-lucky. But the second they get home, their their life could just be horrible. See that that's one thing I learned working in healthcare <clears throat> is like, you know, people come in at night for where I work. You you're like, man, this dude's been kind of an asshole. And then you go back and you look at their chart and stuff. You see they just got out of the hospital with a heart attack or they just got diagnosed with some other symptom or something that's that just hit them like they were healthy until then. So you're like, man, these, these people are still trying to process what's going on. Healthcare, mm-hmm. paramedics, firefighters, police officers, anybody who works in any of those fields, your interaction is not with people that are having a good day. Exactly. <laughs> No, I mean, never. I mean, Let's you just might say it's like they're, they're having a work. really, yeah. really bad day. If I, if you're interacting with a cop, you're not having a good day, and they <laughs> yeah. know that. I, they, if you're getting talked to by a cop, chances are you broke the law. You're having a bad day. If you're at the hospital, something's wrong with you. Even if it's an elective procedure, like <laughs> yeah. I do, like yeah. you, you know, these sons of guns just they don't want to be there. They but, don't want to be But there. you got to do what's best for yourself. Exactly. And you, you already have trouble sleeping. The last thing you need is 45 things hooked to you 25. while you're trying to sleep. Yeah. 25. I've, I've been That's there. close. <laughs> I've been there. I've done those sleep tests and stuff. It's stressful. Like, I always tell people, like... Uh, I want to try one. I, w- I just want to see what it's about. I can I mean, refer, I I can I refer you no, to a guy. I ain't got no problem sleeping. <laughs> I can sleep literally anywhere. That was one thing. My short military career taught me was the ability to sleep on any type of surface at any point in time. But uh, I want to get one of these sleep tests done just to see what it shows. Because I don't think I get proper sleep. I always tell the people when they come in, it's like, I know these head wires and the belt suck. But as I'm putting in the nasal monitors, I'm like, this is what really sucks. Because I like being up front with patients. you know, And they appreciate that, honestly. I'm like, it's going to tickle. It's just going to bug you. It may fall out a couple of times. But at the same time, we're here to help. And that's what everybody in all those fields, any, any, yeah. anytime you're trying to help the public or help them be safer or whatever, you just got to consider how they're feeling. Some people just don't want that help. Like there's nights where, where like, <laughs> I go into bed, I'm so damn tired or I'm just like I'm mad because I didn't sleep or something. And I see these people coming in that's just had just a rough run of it. And I, I got to put on my brave face. Yeah, people. man. I just, it don't matter what the, it's another thing I'm trying to train myself to do. I'm just trying overall every day to be a better person than I was yesterday. Yeah. And that's the biggest challenge. I It don't matter the worst situation I have been in in the past year. Somebody's got it worse. Right. Somebody somewhere has got it a million times worse than I got. And I, I just got to be grateful for what I'm doing. And I feel like if people take time to realize that, they're going to complain a lot less. A lot less. Oh, yeah. When you when you really you when you really break down like all right you're going through something bad right now, and then you start comparing that to like everything good that's going on for you, like like you said you know, I'm going through this right now. 
to me, this is terrible. This is worse as it gets. Somebody else is going through this tenfold. That's exactly right. So you you kind of get that perspective on it. See, I don't know. Like, I know <clears throat> uh, the older I got, the more I realized, like, there's three nights a week that I know for a fact somebody's having a worse day than I am. Very true. Or however many yeah. nights a week I'm working. Like, I know imagine, those people have worse day than I Imagine do. my business. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> if you've if you're seeing me, your car's messed up. Jacked yeah. up. Yeah. You've you've hit a deer. You've been backed into. You've somebody's hit your car with a buggy. <laughs> or you just messed or up. Or you just scraped it down <laughs> your husband's side of his truck and now both of your cars is messed right. up you know i mean it's you're not having and that a, that lady's having a bad man, day i've seen them man i've seen them <laughs> having a horrible day horrible day that's like i worked at enterprise for a while like before i started college in between or like it was like a summer job like i'll literally we're driving people to body shops to pick up or like after they we'll pick you we're up. picking them up from body shops and stuff dude was out here living it, well, it. like <laughs> Those people were mad when they got in the car with me. So I, I just stay quiet. That's it, man. That's... I, I feel like I would do really well in like a job that like I have to interact with the public. But at the same time, I would do horribly at a job where I have to interact with the public. Because my sense of humor is... Shane's is dark. Y'all, <laughs> I, dude, I, I'm, I'm right there with yeah. you, man. I... Like somebody will be in a dark suit, and that's a horrible trait. To oh, have. it is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's like somebody's having a really bad day, and they're in a dark spot in life, and you're just, guess what, to buddy? I'm it. gonna I'm gonna pile it on you. <laughs> I don't mean to. I hate it for it's like me. Somebody, somebody shows up with a deer head. It's like must not have been a big one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't worth, it wasn't worth yeah. killing. <laughs> 110 you, pounds my god yeah, get this out of here hit this big old deer this morning was it an eight point <laughs> did it have any horns on its head where'd you hit it at did you keep the meat still good <laughs> but you know like even with like depression and anxiety or mental health that people go through every day oh yeah like i i, I deal with it yeah still i think that's where my dark sense of humor 20, came from 25 yeah. to 35 in this day and age if you're between the ages of 25 and 35 you are one of the most Stressed out, freaked out, neurotic, emotional wrecks. Oh yeah, yeah. you're a mess. Yeah. You're a mess. It's a it's a literal roller every, coaster. Every day when my feet hit the floor, I think, what what's it gonna be? Yeah, what's today? it gonna be today? <laughs> yep. What kind of shit storm am I rolling into? And sometimes you, you wake up and it's like you've got that shit storm from yesterday, and it's yeah. like I got to put that fire. First yeah. <laughs> you went to sleep hoping it would take care of yeah. itself. Please just let it all burn down. <laughs> but uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the last shots. The last shots. I'm no longer timing this. I'm just going to ask you three questions and you rattle them off. Rattle That's them off good because I'm horrible like <laughs> under timed situations. Yeah. I, I learned, you know, it's, if you pass though, you still got to take a drink, which that's fine. We've been drinking. Some, well, I might need the jar. Some good old sugar land shine. Oh, there it is. Well, let me go ahead and get prepared in case I do pass. I'll keep it easy for you. I'm not going to pass. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> I had a kid. Daddy didn't raise no quitter. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Favorite song to play? Oh, man. You, see, that's why you can't time these things. Yeah. What genre are we talking about? What's any genre. Any genre. Any... There's that one song you can't wait to get to on the set list. Saturday Night Special by Leonard Skinner. Favorite fishing bait and color? <laughs> oh man 
Solid white scum frog. Nice. Solid white, just oh no, solid solid white zoom horny toad. Yeah. On a on a four four alt hook, just ripping Can't. ripping it across pads and weeds, just waiting for that explosion. You don't know mine because it shows what kind of fisherman I yes, am. Yes, please. Green pumpkin cinco dipped in chartreuse. I mean, just catch fish anywhere. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> anywhere. I live for that. Like you know. I keep telling people now, it's like, I've been fishing so much. I live on the water. Yeah. Live on the water when I can. I fish as much as I possibly can. And it's like, um, I still like going fishing sometimes where I can just catch as many fish as I possibly want. I'm after that one. Yep. I'm after that one, man. I want to get, I'm, I'm trying to break, I want to break that, I want to break that double digit barrier. Yeah. You know. And um, my coworker, he did this year. This past oh. year, so we took a couple took took a couple hours off work one day to go to a a place to go get some car parts, and out behind this junkyard's a pond, and we got permission to fish it one day. And while we was out there yanking some parts off the car, we decided to fish, and it started raining. And dude ain't been bass fishing in twenty years, twenty five years. And I give him a I give him a rod, got a frog on it. So they just throw around them pads, throw around them bushes. I'm walking around. Justin, come here, come here. I get down there and dude, no legit. Like we're out there, walked out there. It's like a mile walk out there. So I didn't have no scales. I had just a certain few baits in my pocket and we both had a fishing rod. And I come around down the hill and he's sitting there holding a tank of a fish that I've never seen a bass that big in my entire life. And it was every bit of double digits. I don't know if it was 10, 11, 12 pounds. I don't know. I know it was over 10. Yeah. But just dude ain't been fishing and it's that first timer's luck, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. old, older guy doesn't. Straight ripped one. Like, man, it would be you. That's like, like uh that's like this past year, man. Uh thirteen year old girl, man, she killed that Hoss Daddy one hundred and ninety inch deer that uh-huh. so many grown men have been after for four or five years. Yeah. An old thirteen year old girl, she killed as a first deer. That's the way it should go down. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, let them have that moment. You ready? Yeah. Final question. Oh yeah, final question. Yeah. What's said- your least favorite type of car to fix? Ooh. Brand or model? Just like car, truck, minivan. Anything that has new school anyway. We're talking about new school, right? right yeah. Anything that has those uh those rings or says VW. Audi okay. or a Volkswagen. They mm. are just a pain. <laughs> they are a pain. Yeah. To just even take a door panel off. Just to take a mirror off, you're in there for an hour. It's horrible. No, they don't sound fun. No, that's why I don't work on them. Before we close out, <laughs> fair enough. What's a positive message you want to send to the people that listen? Uh, to the people that listen, be yourself. Be nice. Talk to somebody different, man. Oh, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> There's your proof that Justin listens to the show. I listen, man. I, and that's my biggest thing that I want to do. I say, you know, that's why I want to travel. I just want to talk to different people from different areas. Yeah. Find everything interesting more now, nowadays. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming. Man, on. I'm so happy to be here. I'm We've been talking we, about this for a year. Glad we finally got this down. <laughs> I've had a blast. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, try to get you on if we uh, integrate into some music. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, thank, thank you so much for your time, dude. But, folks, if that jar is not empty... Pass that thing around. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you. 
We'll see you next time on Pass the Jar.